the seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom for self-healing and transformation. In today's episode, we're going to explore the meaning and purpose of kindness and what it really means to be loving out loud. You're going to love this special session with my guest, who I'm going to introduce in a bit. But before that, let's listen to a recent five-star iTunes rating and review from a listener named Kennedy J, who writes, I religiously listen to this podcast while I paint, especially when I'm feeling anxious. It helps me ground to be in the present moment and I really start to flow with my artwork. It has made shifts to my mindset, which transfer to my lifestyle because it helps me get to know myself, my beliefs, what I love, what I fear and what is and what is not important to me. It puts me in a habitual state of gratitude, which is extremely transformative and fulfilling in all areas of life. Proud to be part of Action Tribe. So this was by Kennedy J. Action Tribe. If you'd like for me to share your review as well to our global audience, then go to my7chakras.com forward slash review, my7chakras.com forward slash review and just share your review. All right. So our guest for today is the author of this book, which is Loving Out Loud. She's an award-winning New York Times bestselling author and popular keynote speaker who has appeared in the media for over three decades, including NBC Today's show more than 30 times. She has spent her career finding ways to make others happy with gifts and action, observing how the smallest compliment or remark of appreciation can transform an awkward moment into one of connection and joy. She set out to find words and acts designed to let someone else know we are paying attention, we care, and we appreciate them. So if all of these ideas are something that is intriguing to you, then make sure that you listen till the very end. Action Tribe, our guest for today is Robin Spiesman. So Robin, yes. are you ready to inspire? I am, AJ, and I'm just listening. Your voice is so peaceful and warm, and I'm delighted to be on your show. Wonderful. And likewise, I'm really, really delighted to have you on our show. And uh, we always begin our show with some inspiration. So if you could choose one inspirational quote to begin mm -hmm. today's episode, what would it be? And how do you apply that quote in your life? Well, I think that I'd like to quote Loving Out Loud because there was there's only a few quotes in the book, and yeah. one of them was very powerful. And the introduction is called Sharing the Best of Us with the Rest of Us. And it's from a poet from decades, decades back, Muriel Strode. And she said, I will not follow where the path may lead, but I will go where there is no path and I will leave a trail. And I particularly love the idea of leaving a trail and that our imprint on life and, and how we affect others and ourselves and the world around us mm -hmm. is one that can be a trail of joy, kindness, 
and it's a beautiful way to be thought of, remembered, and certainly how we share, you know, the best of us with the rest of us. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing and Action Tribe. As we begin today's episode, today's session, think about what is the type of uh, legacy that mm -hmm. you're leaving and uh, it doesn't have to be a lifelong legacy, but what sort of difference are you making in people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis? And if that's been on your mind for a while, then we are going to provide you certain things that you can do today itself to make that shift and, and to make that difference. So, Robin, what inspired you to write your book, Loving Out Loud? Like, where were you and what were you doing that sort of brought that idea to your mind that I should write a book about this stuff? Well, AJ, I kind of thought it for a while the, the world didn't need another book by Robin Spiesman. I've written <laughs> dozens and dozens of books over the last 35 years. Mm -hmm. And so something started to shift in my life as I lost my parents with the connection. But the truth is, everybody in life has technical problems, problems yeah. on some level with connections and connections te technologically get fixed, but yeah. connections in life are up to us to really make a difference and think about how will we influence each other? How will we impact each other? How can I add value to someone else's life, a friend, a family member, colleagues? And as I wrote this book, a couple of things profoundly happened. I lost both of my parents. Um, Thank God in their older age, they lived a long, beautiful life. And of course, I wasn't ready to let them go. And in mm -hmm. grieving, I, I was painfully sad. I just, it was a tremendous loss. I had a beautiful childhood. I adored my parents. Our relationship was wonderful. And I recognized they poured so much love in me, AJ, over the years that, that it was my responsibility as I honored their lives to pour that love back into the world in some manner. And this book started writing me. And my husband um, of eight years asked me, seven and a half years, almost eight, asked me, what do you want for Valentine's Day one year? And I said, our very first Valentine's Day, I thought about it and I thought, if I wish to be loved in a manner that fills my heart and makes me feel cherished and valued, mm -hmm. I said, why don't every day when I wake up, you say something that would put a smile on my face and in my heart. And he said, okay, every morning I'll say, good morning, beautiful. And now mm -hmm. for eight years, there are post-it notes, GMB, and there's a, a connection. And it's that connection that reminds me how I'm loved out loud. And I play that in my mind and then I repeat it and I give it back. And my day starts off just on such a smile. So I think what it's about, this book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, Mm -hmm. is that when we share our feelings um, and we don't resist a generous thought, a kind feeling that you might, you know, think, gosh, I don't want to stalk someone or look too, um, you know, Pollyanna or syrupy or insincere. But when you feel it and you think it and you share it, that vibration mm -hmm. enters someone else's mind and it makes their day or lifts them up. And that is just a beautiful thing. So it really began loving out loud is a term that I work to coin and, and share because it just is how I wanted to live life and I wanted to share my own life. Got it. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Um, now, you know, diving deeper, uh, talk to us about the art of appreciation because you write about that in your book, not just appreciation, but the art of appreciation. What does it involve? 
and why should someone listening to this episode consider learning or getting to know this art on a deeper level on a deeper level i think those are very key words and and you asked it a question that when you 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 responded to it's an art mm. and like any beautiful work of art we add our own signature mm. and we add our own style and how one person might be quietly loving out loud mm -hmm. through their baking or their their wonderful cooking or their gardening or their singing or dancing loving out loud is not just for the romantic sense of the word that there's a chapter on enhancing your relationship with your significant other but it's also the little things it's an, it's it's kind of like creating a work of art mm -hmm. one one brush stroke at a time so i break down my day in minute mm -hmm. and i start the day off and i think about how can i add value to someone's life so this morning um one of my intentions was uh, someone asked me to meet with a young woman who wanted to write a book who she had actually written one and wanted to know how do you get published and right. as an authority on that topic i said to myself i will spend an hour and and um really let her know that she's on a path that can be enriching and filled with challenges and rejections but i wanted her to know i believe in her if she's going to persist she shared with me um her story and it was profound i listened and gave her some feedback and she said what can i do for you and i said you did it you mm -hmm. allowed me to help you and i'm very honored because a friend asked me would I do this? And I said, in his honor, it's, I said, I was able to give you something um, without anything in return. I don't need anything. Just go be fabulous. Go, go live your dream. Mm -hmm. I've been very blessed with my own dreams to live out loud. And she hugged me and then she came back up to me because she saw me checking out of the little restaurant. She said, would you mind if I just hug you again and say thank you twice? And I said, it's great. And so, I think that this book is all about the art of generosity. It's the art of gratitude and appreciation, a topic I've written about for years. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's about little actions where we stop and we put aside, um, you know, me, 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 me. Uh, look how interesting I am. No, it's are you interested in others? Mm -hmm. Do you spend time thinking about what's important to them and how you might share? Um, something about yourself but in a meaningful way not just being me centric so it's a, yeah. it's a shift it's a shift about getting interested i'm interested in you aj i, I want to know your story you got to tell me something about you right now or i can't be true to my word here tell me about aj tell me something we don't know that really makes you happy something we don't know that makes me happy what makes me happy? I mean, I've done a lot of research, uh, I mean, writing work in terms of understanding what brings me joy and what makes me happy. But one of the things that makes me happy is to be able to uh, have conversations, genuine conversations, like I'm having with you right now, but on a face-to-face -face basis, maybe over dinner, and uh, sort of curate the discussion in a way that allows us to talk about the more profound topics of life, not just, you know, day-to-day -day conversations about the weather, you know, so that's something that brings me joy. And recently, I, I also put together a, a dinner for a few friends of mine based on a challenge that was given to me by one of my guests. And he said, yes. if, this is, if you like that, why don't you do it? And I, and I said, well, that's, that's an idea. And he said, no, 
within the next 48 hours, you need to reach out to these people and put together a dinner. And I did so. And I, I felt so, so happy and so much joy. And the people reciprocated as well. They said, you know, AJ, thanks a lot for putting together this dinner. Really, oh really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that, that's brings me joy to be able to just have a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Spontaneous, so you were spontaneous, but so yeah. often we have these um, tapes in our head that play negative thoughts. You know, there's, it's too much work. Um, um, yeah. Gosh, I don't have time. Maybe uh, someone's going to reject me and not want to be on the guest list. And, yeah. and you just did it. And yeah. look how much joy you brought to others. So why do we procrastinate? when we think this lovely thought and then it slips out of our mind and maybe weeks later we remember, gosh, I have meant to call her or mm. so every morning start out, this would be kind of a loving out loud mission. I'm going to give you some things as every morning start out, make a kindness call. Who needs mm. you? Who would love to hear from you? Um, which friend at that dinner party might be someone you wish to connect with further and oh, get to know? Um, who do you wish to thank? I recognize that and when we think about our day and we sign it with a, a heartfelt awareness of, was it a good day? Did I make a difference? Mm. You know, how did I impact someone? Or maybe, gosh, I could have done a better job when we were together. I was totally distracted. Right. Can I be a better listener? Mm -hmm. and, and take responsibility for it. And it's just amazing how dialoguing yeah. and with kindness and Positive intentions, not judgmental, leads you to um, amazing, amazing feelings that bring everybody happiness. And I love that you have researched this and studied it. But the mm -hmm. difference is that wouldn't have been enough. You're living yeah. it out loud. You're yeah. following it. So do we, I don't think we need to give you any assignments today, but I like your dinner party and you might want to get known for that. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm all, all about notes because, you know, uh, what I understand is that, you know, there's always an always scope to grow and always, uh, you know, things that you can change about your lifestyle. I mean, one thing that I have a question right now is, mm -hmm. is the topic of giving compliments because you write about it in your book. And this is usually a tough topic because people find it hard to give compliments, right, without appearing a little bit insincere or manipulative. And yet when we do receive that compliment or compliments, we feel great. In fact, we remember that person days, weeks, or even months after um, because that person took the opportunity to share something interesting or to compliment us. So talk to us about the importance of uh, giving compliments and how do you do it properly without appearing insincere? <laughs> uh, so the first thing is to when you feel a thought and yeah. it's a compliment yeah. and you wish to tell someone, perhaps you admire them or you love their haircut or Gosh, you have a beautiful smile. Think about where it comes from. Did mm. it come from motive? Did it come from, I want something in return? Mm. Because that is flattery. That is an insincere compliment. And I think people see through it. But when you speak from your heart, you feel something, and you share it with someone, think about it as a gift. Mm. Instead of flattery or, hey, you're awesome. Yeah, AJ, you are awesome. A stands for awesome. Mm. And I mean that, but at the same time, I, I wish to give you the gift of knowing there's a positivity about you that's very infectious, that's very um, mm. visible, it's very comforting. Like the artist who paints and listens to your show, that was a sincere, um, that was sincere feedback about how you 
make him feel. So if you make me feel honored, if you make me feel treasured, cherished, if you think about all the words, it's so interesting. Even in this book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, I list all these words that go along with kindness and gratitude. Mm. And that if you start really living, living kind of these feelings out loud, you start to notice it's an amazing way to connect with people. Um, but I'll give you an example of someone I didn't know, and I wanted to get to know them. How did I do it? So I didn't look like it was awkward. You know, I kind of felt, oh my goodness, I could talk myself out of reaching out. It was yeah. a new friend, a new neighbor. And I called her and said, you know, I, I hope this doesn't seem like it's out of left field, but you're going to be a new neighbor. And I would love to get to know you better. Would, mm. Could I take you to lunch? And she said, I am, this was an amazing response, which taught me something. She said, I am so open to a warm and loving, kind friendship. I'd love to get to know you. What did she do? She told me what kind of friend she valued mm. and what kind of friend she is to others. So that compliment, when I said to her, I'd like to get to know you better. That was a sincere opening statement of, I am interested in you. Your life matters. I can't wait to get to know you. I didn't say, I hope you get to know me. I mm. want you to know about what I'm up to. <laughs> so I think we have to look at it first as giving. It's a gift. And as we gift a compliment, someone might play it over in their heads. So if somebody likes, let's just say, um, I, I look good in blue. Let's just say mm. so. They said, Robin, someone said this, you look good in blue. I play that over. I'm going shopping. I go, oh, I got to wear blue because like I got such a nice compliment. And then I remember my mother used to always say she liked me in blue. And then mm. I realized because oh, I have blue eyes and maybe that's where it goes that I wear black all the time. And this is a so there's a we have these conversations, AJ, all day long with our thoughts. Yeah. And so it's very important as you gift a compliment, you realize somebody might believe it. And if you say to them something that is profoundly sincere and kind and reflective of something they've done that was special, you truly are reinforcing more of that in the world. And I just kind of can't think of a better, a better idea yeah. instead of blowing my horn or, you know, asking you to speed it up and align and you've waited. Think about what someone's doing right. Mm -hmm. Thank you for noticing how careful you're being. I know the line is going slow and people are getting impatient, but you're, you are being so careful to check me out properly. And then the grocery attendant says, yes, it's my first day on mm -hmm. the job. And then you realize why they're going so slow and you start to calm down. We mm -hmm. have to stop hurrying. We have to stop hurrying. It's a, it's part of loving out loud because you have to be able to see what's going on right around you right got it, got it. yeah that's totally true i mean uh, there are so many ways to give out a compliment but at the end of the day action tribe think about how they will feel as a result of you giving that compliment and if it comes from the place of the heart then you know it will now uh robin take us back in time now how did you first discover the power of kindness i mean did you have some elements or people or 
experiences maybe during childhood that inspired you to be more kind or where did it start? <laughs> so that is a beautiful question. I know that I was raised in a very kind and loving household where my parents, everyone was their friend. Mm-hmm. You could be on a desert island and my mother would um, have made friends with the trees. And the, <laughs> this is just, you know, I came by this. Mm-hmm. But not everyone who observes kindness becomes kind. Right. I was raised in a very loving family. I was very blessed, but not everyone has an amazing childhood mm-hmm. that is kind. So I think the decision to um, define oneself as kind, whether we're raised that way or not, is an important choice and an opportunity mm-hmm. to decide how we are going to impact the world. Yeah. And I am truly aware that when I was a, a little girl, I had a lot of teachers who thought I was creative. Mm. So I could write poems or I could decorate a bulletin board or I could, you know, draw a picture and it'd be hung on the wall out in in the halls in school. And somehow that translated to saying, thank you. Thank Mm. you. You know, if the bicycle man fixed my bicycle, right, then I'd write him a poem and he would frame it and hang it in his bicycle store. And didn't that impact me as well? Certainly. So I think as I started seeing how the world responded to thank you, simple, right? My parents taught me to do that, but it was never something they made me do. And Mm. there's an entire chapter in Loving Out Loud about raising kinder kids. And there's an amazing uh, gentleman, an author I really respect named Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver. It's Mm. thegogiver.com. He really talks about, instead of talking about I or me, you really think of the impact you have on others because it's the right thing to do. And I think it's such a powerful thing to be aware of that when we give, expect nothing in return. And when we're kind, it just feels good. Like start there. It just feels so good. Why are people surprised though, AJ, at kindness? Shouldn't it just be Mm-hmm. A, a considerate way to move through your day, you think so. Yep. But the reminder to be a kinder finder, if you will, as I talk about making it fun for kids, where there are dozens of ideas for raising kinder children, I think that it's about meeting people where they are mm-hmm. and learning that we have to exercise the ability to share the best of us. Uh, by the way, I've got another question, but I think there might be something obstructing your camera. Are you able ah, to quickly? Let's see. Yes. Let me just um, you stay with me for one okay. second. Okay. I will be <laughs> delighted. Hang in there. All right. Here we go. Boy, this is this is really when you are when you are live. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right. How how is that now? Is it any better? Yeah, I think it's better. Well, thanks okay. a lot for uh, <laughs> for okay. noting that down. Uh, but what see. I love, uh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. We're going to hope that that is a little better. Okay. Yes, yes, it's absolutely better. And what I love about your response was that it's not just important to be kind, but also yes. to check in with yourself and make it a practice because it's easy to forget that kindness is also a practice and a routine. And just like any other habit, 
if you get into that routine, then over a period of time, it becomes yes. part of you. It becomes part of your subconscious. Action Tribe, as I record this episode, we're transitioning from one season to another and moving into winter. And this change affects us in many ways, including seasonal affective disorder, cold and flu, mood swings, loss of appetite, and sometimes stress. But there's a solution. The folks at Uveda, a family-owned business, have a variety of organic Ayurvedic supplements that can help you experience more balance, ease, and flow. And they've got a variety of solutions depending on whether you'd like to improve your mood, enhance your digestion, heal your joints, or build your overall immunity. And I think the perfect product to try out during this autumn-winter transition is My Healthy Mood because it helps lower stress, supports healthy adrenals and calms an overactive mind that can affect your mood response to pain, immunity, and even your sex drive. And it contains a unique complex of Ayurvedic herbs, omega-3s, and multivitamins that work synergistically to provide complete mood support. And to support you, they've put together an amazing offer for Action Tribe. Get a 35% discount. That's right. To try out their supplements and get a 35% off, visit uveda.com forward slash action tribe or apply coupon code action tribe at checkout so instead of electronics gadgets and things this season how about you invest in your mood and your energy right so the link you need is y-o-u-v-e-d-a.com forward slash action tribe or use coupon code action tribe at checkout Uh, now, you talk about the loving out languages in your book, right? Um, yes. How can someone listening to the show right now find out what's theirs? Because you've sort of alluded to the fact that, you know, my way of loving out loud might be different from somebody else's, depending on my constituencies or my behavior or my tendencies. So how can someone find out what, what their version of loving out language is like? Well, some of us are inward. Yeah. And somebody might call that shy. Another person is very outgoing. It's very easy to emote. Right. Some of us are using rapid fire. I think emoticons. I'm sending you an emoji <laughs> and a smiley face so you'll know yeah. or a sad face if you couldn't meet that day. And what happens is when is the last time you took a little emoji and put it in a treasure box or, you, or registered in your heart? And when you mm. thought of the person, remembered the little emoji. Mm-hmm. So I want to move. To, from these kind of rapid fire emoticons that we've been doing to emoting. Yeah. And as we learn to emote, it's easier for some, for some people, it, it, if they were raised with emoting might be a weakness or emoting might be something that um, it does not show strength or it's embarrassing and you don't right. show feelings. So every culture is different. But what I believe is that when we emote, in a way that is productive and thoughtful, and it lifts somebody else up. Our brains are predestined to need to hear positive thoughts out loud. Mm -hmm. And when we do, there's a shift in the way we feel. We might breathe ah, easier. Um, Our stress might leave our shoulders. We might just kind of melt into a moment and realize time stands still. Yeah. So, I think that we all have different styles. You can't make someone 
instantly kinder, love you immediately, like you more in the moment. Like that's not how it is. But where your attention goes, Donna Markova, who wrote the foreword for Loving Out Loud, said, you know, um, love grows. Mm. So um, Donna Markova wrote, was the co-creator of the amazing books in the day, the Random Acts of Kindness. You were talking about how she coined the phrase la, la, uh, Random Acts of Kindness. Yes. And how these days we've we've sort of gotten accustomed to it so much, right? <laughs> right. And so it's a part of our vernacular. But the, the exciting thing for me was when she agreed to write the foreword for this book, right. for Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, she has deemed Loving Out Loud as an act of kindness. Mm -hmm. So if you think about this, it's not a Pollyanna display of um, rose-colored glass impressions. It truly is a way to begin noticing what someone's doing right. Start mm. small. Right. Did your neighbor take your mail in one day or um, beautify their lawn or, you know, say hello and wave at you or, um, you know, what is it? Start small because don't yeah. be overwhelmed by the amount of kindness each day we can offer rather. Mm -hmm. Start small. And like any new habit or consciousness, begin in the moment and think about what can I do to you know, let something about me out in the world that would be perceived in a meaningful manner. And it's, it's a wow, it's, it's, it's kind of magical, like, you mm -hmm. know, it's just special, but it works. Loving out loud works. Got it. So there you actually try, it's all about uh, becoming more observant about the different ways in which people are making your life better a lot of times it goes under the rug we sort of you know forget about it or we just assume it but again it's all about two things one is observing but also being creative in uh finding ways to you know just feel grateful for what they have done in your life and loving out loud now one of the reasons why people listen to the show uh, robin is mm -hmm. because they feel a deep uh, connection to our global movement of Action Tribe. Our listeners have a deep yearning to for making new friends and growing a close network mm. or circle of people who like, know, and trust them, right? And you write about this topic in your book too, which is that of, yes. you know, reaching out, making new friends, especially if you're, if, if you move to a different city, it can be difficult. So how does one go about making new friends and curating this uh, group of closely knit uh, friends? Mm. What, are your th what is your advice on that? So I, I, I wrote about everything from creating deeper bonds with friendships to family members, to children, to preserving moments, to gifting yep. material gifts in the most meaningful way, which makes people feel cherished and adored and treasured. And so the book runs the A to Z of your relationships. We all enjoy feeling a part of something greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like-mindedness is a way to look at, wow, I live in a community. You live in a community no matter where you live. What is your interest? Is it pets? Is it children? Is it, um, you know, beautifying the neighborhood? Is it getting involved in the educational system in your area and volunteering at an elementary school? You have to think about first, what are your skills and talents that you could share? Mm -hmm. Where can you give? Where do you 
get joy. It might be reading to a child who's learning a second language or what can you do to right. brighten one little corner of the world? And instead of just going out and thinking about, oh, I'm going to make new friends, mm-hmm. think about connecting to something greater than yourself. So let's say that you volunteer. The next thing you know, you see someone over and over and over. You have you share a, a variety of um, like interests and you ask them, tell me what you're interested in. What brings you joy? What are your hobbies? I'm so excited to get to know you. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps one day we could have lunch. I think the idea is that time is the most amazing gift you can give each other. Mm-hmm. And when someone gives you their time, which attention follows it's 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 really important have you ever met someone aj you might have spent literally 20 minutes with them but it was it was fantastic and 20 minutes later you remember that meeting and then you see them 20 years from now and they're your old friend right like okay and then there are other people you spend hours and hours and hours with and Mm -hmm. you have no dialogue yeah connection is not there so I think that my, the, the main thing is, how do we connect? How do we make a friend? Now, I love the little story of a child sitting in a kindergarten class. And the teacher said to the children, who knows how you make a friend? Mm. And this little boy's raising his hand and raising his hand, says, I do, I do, I do. And so the teacher said, you know, Jeremy, so tell us, how do you make a friend? Mm. And he says, you do this. You say, hi. He turns to the little girl next to him, Cynthia, will you be my friend? Mm. And it was that simple. And she said, that's a great idea. So why don't everybody in the classroom pick somebody and say, will you be my friend? And, you know, like when you're children, you say, will you be my friend? And like, you know, it's like you invite people. Why did we grow up and stop inviting people to be my friend? So I tried it and it was kind of scary. Don't. Don't think that I'm some superwoman because it's real. But these feelings are, you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And on Friday, I said to someone that I thought was just astounding, I said, I would love to be your friend. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, I am doing a study group tomorrow at this bookstore. I'd love you to come. I said, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put yourself out there, I mean, you're taking a risk. Not everybody's going to want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. But they don't know you. So you have to stop taking everything so personal. Open yourself up to a new relationship one at a time. And think about, you know, what do you want to share? I mean, if you get tickets to something, a play, a free concert, you know, ask someone to join you, especially if it's something that is in your community. And so be first, you know, be first. Got it, got it. So, so many different ideas that you've shared so far. In fact, just a day before yesterday, I was uh, taking a look at some of the volunteering opportunities Mm -hmm. that are available here in Vancouver. And there's so many things, depending on what people are interested in. If you're, if you love pets, then there's an all volunteering option there. Mm -hmm. If you love newcomers to the city and if you want, if you have a skill that you'd like to teach them, then that's an option as well. And if you just like baking, like, especially since it's summer, there are so many baking opportunities where you can bake something and you can give out to the underprivileged and people who need food. So like you've shared, there are numerous opportunities that can turn out into fun activities and, um, you know, meeting new friends. But I think what you also mentioned, which is so important, is the realization that not everyone is going to be your friend. 
uh, and you might be, whether you take it or not, in a way rejected. But the beauty is that it's a numbers game and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are going to be your friend, whether it's for a short term or a long term or even a lifetime. So the opportunities are abound. And our listener, Amina, says, will you be my friend? Now, I'm not sure who she's referring to. Is it me or you or both? Whatever it is, uh, you know, it's a good statement to have or a good question to ask. Will you be my friend? It's so uh, simple, but it's like, okay, so someone goes, whoa. Uh, yeah. like, you know, they, they maybe stand off or they, their um, space feels a little bit, you know, challenged. And yeah. so I think the key here is that um, I'd like to get to know you better. You know, would you like to spend some time? Mm-hmm. You're, you're really showing interest in someone else. I noticed how amazing um, you are at at crocheting or, you know, or wow, you're such a good dancer. Would you teach me a few moves? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it is is just looking for ways to connect with sincere, with sincere intent. And it does happen, but it is a law of averages because you, AJ, you said it's, yeah. Not everyone is for everyone. And but if we're open to new friendship and drop the judgments, yeah. They say don't judge a book by its cover. Though yeah. I believe in covers, of course, because I'm an author. But the truth <laughs> is don't judge a book by its cover because no one knows your story. Mm. And some of the most fascinating, lovely, kind people I know, you know, came from entirely different walks of life. And it is unbelievable how close we are. And so much to share. So don't discount kindness. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth and and really recognize that, that when you, somebody puts their heart on their sleeve, you know, you know, be, be careful, be kind, Mm -hmm. um, take a chance, take a chance on a new person. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the other thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, you have these, uh, sales calls that happen sometimes, right? Where people who are cold oh, calling you and they don't know you, uh, but they're still reaching out. And, uh, you know, one way of being kind is to realize that they're not doing it because they want to. Probably they have to do this job and maybe they don't have the experience even, but they're going beyond their comfort zone and calling you. So instead of being rude or saying, hey, how did you get my number? Uh, you can just, uh, you know, empathize with their situation. And if it doesn't make sense, then, you know, kindly tell them that this is not an opportunity for me but maybe you'll find somebody else who might be a fit. And so that's one other way to being kind uh, to people who are going beyond their comfort zone and making that cold call, which you know no one likes to do, right? Uh, so you talk about the concept of tradition in your book, right? Mm-hmm. And each of yes. us have our own relationship with the word tradition, depending on our upbringing. But what is your definition of tradition and why is it so powerful? Oh, traditions are one of the most beautiful things that you can give a family, you can give yourself. Mm. Because the repetition of something that reminds you of a special memory Mm -hmm. um, um, of a family member, maybe even someone who has passed. Right. We live on through these traditions and they are reminders of how we love and are loved, um, how we have shared time. I think that the reason that there's an entire chapter in Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, about traditions is because I really believe they are love in action. Mm. I believe that we're preserving memories that have affected our families, our lives, and that we honor loved ones. We honor the dearly departed. We honor each other. 
when we start traditions. So I'll give you a, a fun one right now. I have a group of girlfriends and for 40 years, we take each other out together as a group for each other's birthdays. Oh, and on man. the big birthdays, we go around the table and we talk about what we mean to each other. We mm. might write a toast, a poem, whatever, give a PhD in friendship for a friend who has just mastered the art of being a friend. But each thing that we do, um, we feel like this unit through good times, happy times, really tough times. Mm. We're there for each other. So each occasion reminds us we, we made it through another year. We're blessed. We talk about the good things that have happened, the hard things. Mm -hmm. And we're there each, for each other. It's this like sisterhood of a sort. And we created that and we've stuck together. My mother had a Mahjong group mm -hmm. for, and she called them the Wednesday girls. Okay. And the Wednesday girls were like literally 60 years worth of Wednesdays playing Mahjong, mm -hmm. being together. And I just think these bonds, traditions become a way that our lives are imprinted with beauty. Thanks a lot for sharing. I mean, this is a beautiful idea to just inculcate or introduce some tradition, uh, whether it's with your friends or, you know, even your family members, but doing that thing over and over again, depending on how frequently you do it, that sort of, uh, you know, changes your life. And I'm sure that when you're part of such a tradition, you sort of look forward to it, right? If, especially if it, it's happening uh -huh. on Wednesday, right? And just looking forward to that Wednesday automatically creates a soup of chemicals in your body. All these happy hormones like oxytocin and serotonin. And your, your day throughout the week, the previous four days or five days also go well, mainly because you're anticipating that wonderful experience that's going to happen next week or this Such week. Such a secret to happiness, something to look forward to. Yeah. And don't we all need it? We all need it. So the tradition of um, the season's changing every year mm. in fall. I never yeah. wanted to forget how remarkable it was that the weather around me changed and that the season reminded me of special holidays. Mm. And I would pick up the first acorn that fell off a tree. Mm -hmm. I, I would hold it. And I promised myself since I was a little girl, I remember standing in the front yard at my parents' house, which you know, chokes me up. But yeah. I pick up the acorn. It's a yeah. brand new year. And I think about the year and what I wanted to um, remember, what was what was really special. So every right. year, and I carry the acorn around till you know disintegrates for a few <laughs> a few weeks. But that mm. first acorn, it hits the ground. I stop. I look around me. The birds are singing. I, I look at the sky. I just it's it's my tr little tradition. So oh, I think that's that's a moment that I that that I cherish. I feel very fortunate to be blessed with health and happiness and to move forward. Mm. And so the acorn is my little symbol. Um, so AJ, I think everyone listening could have some little symbol at a, perhaps a season or a special day in the year. On one day, it's going to sound crazy, but maybe not. I put mm. pennies heads up all over the ground and I spread a, a lot of pennies. And those pennies, pennies are... Okay. I think of every blessing and I put down a penny and I want other people to pick them up and think, wow, I'm going to have a great day, you know, because I pick up that penny and I think, ah, lucky penny. So my mm. little tradition, I think my mother did it. My grandmother did it. So 
I'm laying down those pennies so somebody else will have a great day. Little tradition, loving out loud, have no clue who's going to pick them up. I never put them in streets because I don't want anybody to be hurt, you know, picking it up in the street. But I put them on sidewalks or the park. And I know somebody's day is going to be very bright because of my little penny, maybe pennies from heaven. Got it. Got it. That's a wonderful idea. And in fact, uh, you know, as you pointed out to your tradition about, uh, you know, finding these acorns that was signifying, signifying the change of season, right? And what came to my mind was the acorn, in fact, looks like a pineal gland, right? And so in a way, it's signifying the awakening or you ascending to the next level in your consciousness. Absolutely. That's perfect. And <laughs> all those moments of consciousness is what Loving Out Loud is about. And everyone is reading the book. I'm getting calls who want their significant others to, to, to love them. Um, it's not that we're all not loved in some way or appreciated mm. and maybe not, but it's learning how to ask for love and say, when I hear the words, mm. it, it does something to my mind and my heart. When we hear them from a parent, when a child hears it from a teacher, that they've done a good job or they were kind to a fellow student. All of these things are loving out loud and love in action. is something that we really need to employ everywhere. See someone who's served your country or has I, a, a, a police woman held the door for me as I'm going in a restaurant. I said, I said, I am so grateful, but I need to hold the door for you. She mm. looked stunned and, we, we changed little places and I held the door for her and she walked in and she said, no one's ever done that. Mm. And I said, well, they have now. Wonderful, so I think wonderful. we're looking for shifts. How can we yeah. shift our attention on others mm. and brighten other people's lives? Yeah, that's so wonderful. I mean, we don't realize, right? Uh, sometimes when a person is in a position of authority or governance or taking care, we don't realize that they're in fact uh, making a huge sacrifice um, in their lives and mm -hmm. to be able to recognize that they themselves are, you know, stunned sometimes because they've never had people, you know, reach out to them like that. Something that comes to my mind is, uh, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but India had recently sent a spacecraft to the moon mm -hmm. and it was, everyone was very excited and enthused. And in fact, just a couple of days back, we were almost touching, landed on the moon. And two kilometers before we landed on the moon, we lost contact with that spaceship. So we don't know where it is now. We don't know if it's landed or we don't know if it's crashed, whatever that might be. Uh, but, and obviously the head of that project was very sad. He was almost crying because uh, obviously it's a combination of uh, failure and success too. But uh, then the prime minister of India hugged him. And oh it was, a, gosh. yeah, it was a memorable moment of him hugging him and, uh, you know, just sharing. Sometimes uh, our actions go beyond words, right? Just providing mm. an assurance that even though we have not landed on the moon, this is symbolically proof that so much more is possible for education and science and mm. development. And like you've pointed out, you know, small things like these make a huge difference. And it sets forth a trend that other people can also uh, embody and, and practice in their own lives as well. So thanks a lot for sharing. Wow. Yes. Uh, but based on what you've shared, what is that one action step that people who are listening or who are going to listen can, can do for more it's, kindness in their lives? <laughs> absolutely. Shift your to-do list, which is filled with all those errands, to mm. a to-love list. 
And as you go through your to love list, mm. look at the, the, the basic things you have to do in a day as reconnecting with them and determining how you can love what you do and do what you love. And I mm. really encourage everyone to love more openly, love more freely in that you are conscious of you're doing an errand. Who will you see when you're on that errand? How can you make their day? How can you slow down and lessen the worry and the hurry and realize that your day can be filled with possibilities? You open yourself up to them, that higher consciousness awareness. That would be my, that would be my big action to do list to a look, to love list. Got it. Thanks a lot. If you are enjoying this session on your iPhone or your Apple device on iTunes, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your phone because it'll ensure that you don't miss on any new episode that we release because we've got some exciting episodes in store for you. Once again, hit that subscribe button. You cannot do kindness too soon for you never know how soon it will be too late. Now, this is an amazing quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. I should try this quote is uh, is hard, but it's so true, right? Uh, days right. become weeks and weeks become months and months become years. And the people in your life, they're not going to be there forever. It doesn't matter what happened or who did what or who's wrong and who's right. If you want to be a little more kind, and if you've been planning that for a while now, then today is the best time to do it. Like Robin has encouraged us to do. Not to have a to-do list, but to have a to-love list. And I'm working on that too, because the truth is that death is always at our door. We don't know what might happen next. And when it happens, it'll be too late. So like Ralph reminded us, you cannot do kindness too soon. So Robin, talk to us about a moment in your life where things were difficult for you when you had a lot of challenges. What did you do to overcome your situation? And then what oh. happened after that? Okay. I, first of all, I love Ralph Waldo Emerson's quote and leave it to AJ to find it. <laughs> I would probably go to a moment right now where I, I might have two moments, so you'll bear with me. But one is I, I want to suggest when you're going through a personal hard time, loss of any person in your life, a job, work, a difficulty, um, you're, you're challenged in any way. I want you to learn to ask for help. Mm. Sometimes we're the helper and sometimes we need the help. And when someone wishes to help, you receive it grace, gracefully, gracefully, because asking for help and then offering it, how may I help you, AJ? What may I do for you today? And then waiting for someone to answer honestly and not being satisfied with, oh, nothing knowing when someone really is suffering. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the, the, the first thing is, even when I've gone through difficult times myself, um, I have assembled an A-team. I know that I went to people for strength, for advice, for help. And I, I hope everyone creates an A-team because there are people around us that are so much smarter than we are and asking for their wisdom is an amazing thing to do. And I think the second thing was when my father was diagnosed with um, advanced Alzheimer's, I never gave up. 
I realized that he might be losing his memory of things that were not able to, to stay, but he would never not be my dad. And I loved him where he was at. So the lesson in loving out loud is we can't love just because everything's perfect and, you know, things are going our way and someone's just absolutely verbally, you know, attentive in the exact way we wish. We have to recognize that loving out loud is the right thing to do. As one of my friends said, it's Gail said, it's sitting on the side of kindness. And when you understand what that means to sit next to kindness, you are more likely to get it in return, but don't give just to get. Mm-hmm. You, you make a loving, not just a living. We love out loud. And with my dad, I just kept, I'd read to him. And when he'd tell me to get the car and let's go to the office, he was in a nursing home. Instead of saying um, no and going there and saying, this is not what's really happening, I'd say, okay. And I'd say, where do you want to go? And he'd say the park. And then I'd say, well, it's a blue sky. And dad, the you know kids are on the swing. And, and how does that feel? And he'd say, so good. And I you know, could be moved to tears on this, but the truth was I learned more from him in those days about patience and sitting. I mean, that's all we did was we sat Mm. and we loved out loud and he'd just smile at me. Mm. And I knew that that he was in there. So I just want to say that everyone, everyone, um, don't give up on people if they need professional help. Sometimes a book can't solve a problem. It's not meant to. You get professional help and recognize when other people need help. Mm. And, um, and don't sit on the side of um, um, not being willing to give that extra mile, that extra smile. Your smile can be unbelievably contagious. Loving out loud is sitting in kindness. Yes. Amina, yes. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing, Robin. Action Tribe, I hope you're enjoying today's session so far and you've got some ideas on what you could try out in your life, maybe after this episode. Like we're learning today, wisdom does not have to be complex. Simple ideas and practices, in my opinion, are more powerful sometimes than elaborate rituals. And the best part of this is that we always have these opportunities to show some kindness, not just giving out money, which could be kindness, but that's not just kindness. Even a pat on someone's back, a smile of assurance, a check-in message or an email, a phone call of forgiveness, a hug of support. All these are ways to be a little bit more kinder today. Remember, it's not about what you could have done weeks, months or years before this. It's about what you can do. It's not a lifelong commitment, but an experiment about how your life will change as a result of these small acts. And before you know it, it's going to become a tradition for you to be more kinder. Because as Scott Adams once put, remember, there's no such thing as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. So in other words, when you do that act of kindness, you're sending out a ripple, which just like a flutter of a butterfly's wing can start a hurricane of kindness somewhere in some other part of the world, right? So don't underestimate your intentions. And with that, we've reached the last part of today's episode, which is the wisdom round. 
which includes four questions so that our listeners can take note and take action. So, Robin, what is the best piece of advice that you've received? H. Jackson Brown told me, dream big. There is little power in little plan. And if you could turn back time and spend one hour with someone who is currently living or dead, who would it be? I'm my dad. And I would ask him to dance and we would dance. And I know for sure that I would make up for all those times I felt so silly to get out on the dance floor with my father, who was like an amazing dancer and I am not, but I did it, but I would do it a lot more. And what is it one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before you go to sleep that has improved the quality of your life? Every night I ask myself, how'd you do today? And I remember tomorrow's a new day where I can impact my decisions. And today I look back at it and I just do kind of a little bit of a reflection. And I um, say, wow, you did fantastic this morning. You were kind to this woman that wanted to write a book or that was a kind thing or gosh, I wish I didn't say that. Or I, I could have called someone and, and, and handled that situation a little better. I review my day and then tomorrow's a brand new day. And um, I'm accountable. I try to be accountable for one day at a time. Wonderful. Thanks a lot. Now, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be today? Well, I, I want to mention the book, The Go-Giver. That's the book that I had quoted Bob Berg wrote about being a go-giver. AJ, you're a go-giver. Um, I truly believe that Bob Berg understands loving out loud, the power of a kind word, because he understands that giving expects nothing in return. And he's quoted in my book, and thegogiver.com is a, is a really powerful means of understanding what it means to give without expecting anything in return, because it's just the right thing to do. Got it. So Action Tribe, would you like to re receive one book for free? Because audible.com, and many of you know this, but audible.com is providing all our listeners with one free audible credit. So in case you have been reading physical books, but want to migrate onto listening books so that you can, you know, in your, if you're transit or if you're traveling or if you're jogging, you can listen to these books, then you can do so. And I'm not particularly sure if the go-giver is available on audible, but it it makes sense to check because they've got a huge library of books. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash free book. My7chakras.com forward slash free book. Get your credit and start listening. And uh, so Robin, thanks a lot for uh, coming on our show, for appearing on our show. It was so wonderful to connect with you and to share these wonderful magical moments. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how we can find you and how we can get a copy of your book. Okay, well, first I'll start, I'll, I'll start at the end and work back. Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word is available, of course, Amazon.com, all of the bookstores online, um, and it is a wonderful opportunity to gift or give to yourself. It is life-changing. And uh, New World Library published it. I'm very grateful to my publisher. They're an amazing publisher devoted to the bettering the world and brightening it and gosh if there was one thing i'm most thankful for i'm thankful that every day i realize that i can 
continue to work on myself, that I can bring um, consciousness, a better me, and um, let go of repetitive thoughts that mm -hmm. are productive and move towards positive thoughts that are able to beautify the world in a more meaningful manner, that I can be um, every day somebody's light. And I think that's just been the greatest shift of all, is to be aware of that shift, that it's not about me receiving, it's about me giving. But when I receive, that to let it in. Let it in. Let it in. So, Action Tribe, we have come towards the end. But uh, before we end, if you've enjoyed today's episode and if you consider yourself an Action Tribe member, then you will definitely love the Action Tribe Inner Circle experience where you'll have access to mentors who will provide you training in a variety of topics, including discovering your purpose, activating your intuition, learning about yoga philosophy, and dissolving your energetic blocks. If you're curious and would like to know more, then we, are, we have a waitlist open right now, which is my7chakras.com forward slash waitlist. It's my7chakras.com forward slash waitlist. And we've got something special in store for you. Uh, so Robin, are you on Instagram? Because I'm going to call our listeners to follow us on Instagram. And if you're not, that's fine. Okay. Um, I'm not actively on Instagram, but okay. I am starting it. So okay. you're inspiring me. <laughs> and you can also find me um, pretty much out there. But robinspeisman.com is my okay. website. And I am been in the media for over 35 years. So pretty easy to find. And yes. I look forward to listening to your show. And I'm a fan. Oh, my goodness, AJ. Great, great job. I feel really grateful that you had me on today. Awesome. Action Tribe, if, if I get uh, Robin's uh, Instagram before this officially goes live, sure. then I'll we'll be sure it. to add it in my show notes. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram so that I can share your story with our community. My handle is at my7chakras, at my7chakras. Robin, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of kindness and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com. That is my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com.